Welcome to episode 132 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. Before we jump into the, the biggest movie of the year, as far as I'm concerned, uh, 10 years in the making, uh, I just want to uh, give you guys a really special announcement. Uh, Chew on This is going to be going to the West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo. We're going to be running a couple panels there with uh, a couple of like OG uh, uh, Star Wars guys. So that'll be kind of cool. We got C. Andrew Nelson, who's played Darth Vader more than anybody. And we're going to be talking to Mike Quinn, who uh, played Neon Numb in three out of the Star Wars movies. So that's going to be pretty exciting. So come on down, or you can listen to our podcast, uh, which will drop on uh, May, well, I don't know, 7th, uh, right. if you can't make it down there. But West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo. What's the, uh, what's the website? It's uh, westsacexpo.com. That's going to be at the West Sacramento Civic District, uh, 1110 West Capitol Ave, West Sacramento, California. Again, it's this Sunday, May 6th from 10 to 5. I believe our panel is the main panel with Mike Quinn at 1 to 2. And we still, uh, we're still waiting on C. Andrew Nelson. We had him on before. Um, and if you haven't heard that podcast, go back and listen to it because he gives us something about episode two, a behind-the-scenes tidbit that he's never given out before. So yeah, go back and listen really, to that yeah, one. Yeah, really fun. Um, we couldn't, anyway, get, so, couldn't get Robert Downey Jr., but it's okay. This, no, no. It'll, it'll, be still, just, it'll still be good. He still refuses to return our phone calls, especially <laughs> after this weekend. So let's let's not beat around the bush. We are, we are here for one major purpose right now, and, and that is to talk about Avengers Infinity War. 18 movies, 19 including this. 10 um, years. 10 freaking two, years. Over two full days of your lives basically completely gone if you watched all 19 movies. <laughs> um, and uh, let, let me get the boring stuff out of the way before we get right into it because this is fucking phenomenal. So as of right now, it's Sunday. Um, oh, it's actually BJ's birthday. So happy Infinity War birthday, BJ. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our Infinity War is, uh, it is uh, at 84% on tomato, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it's kind of low. Um, it's got 266 reviews, 224 fresh, 42 rotten. Um, and this is the part that's just fucking amazing. It kicked Star Wars The Force Awakens ass. It is set to make $250 million domestically, 630 global. Which, if you not, if you didn't know, if you didn't know, the previous record holder was the Fast and the Furious. So it's not that, that part's not that amazing. Um, that, 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 uh, people just love flying cars between buildings. I don't know. But, (laughs) but this, this movie is, is set to, is set to blow Force Awakens by almost what? Only like three million. Well, domestically, but it's the worldwide that's amazing because it's blown it by beating it by like a hundred. And more. here's the crazy part of that number: so six hundred thirty million global. It still hasn't opened in China, and it still hasn't opened in Russia. Yeah, it, it it's this thing could go uh, the distance. Okay. That still doesn't open for another two weeks. Could you imagine it? And so, and here's the crazy part. The uh, the Fast and Furious movie, I, I forget which one it is, Fast Furious it's, 8 or 7, uh, one of those. Yeah, it's 8 that did the record. That book. included China and Russia in their opening box office. Yep. This did not. So this thing could have pushed over $700 million, almost, a, almost three quarters of a billion dollars in one freaking weekend. Yeah. That's how big globally, the, like yeah. money-wise, this movie is. So yeah. if, if, if that move, if this doesn't give you a clue of how ridiculous this movie is. Um, I, I don't know what is. This is, the, this is the only thing that I can think of that, that rivals Star Wars right now. Yeah. Well, let's, let's just jump into it. Uh, I, I'll start with the initial reaction. Um, yeah. I said, holy shit, and oh, fuck. Like, I can't tell you how many times I did that, which is not normal. Usually, the, maybe once in a movie, uh, uh, something like this. But I was... Uh, I just couldn't believe some of the stuff that they did. They really went for it, really swung for the fences. And uh, and if they didn't already establish these characters in the previous movies, this movie could be something where you're like, eh, you know, like all this action and spectacle. But because they've spent so much time and care on ten each, years, ten years in these movies that they can afford to do something like this. I think a lot of the rotten reviews are coming out because 
it is one half of a, of a full. Oh, spoilers! By the way, it is oh major major spoilers. Major spoilers. It is one half of a big movie. It, it's it's literally like what they've been comparing it to is Empire Strikes Back. I don't really know why, but oh, you know what? Sorry, BJ. One last thing I forgot oh, yeah, to tell uh, before I forget because I know I'm going to forget talking about this movie, and because so I'm going to cut you off really quickly tomorrow. When you guys listen to this podcast, after you listen to this podcast today, it's going to drop on a Monday, so you're listening to it on Monday, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, we have a huge surprise for you guys. Should we spoil the surprise now and let them know who we have? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, last year, we got, we were lucky enough to get Heidi Moneymaker, the stunt double for Black Widow, um, to come talk to us. But this was after the Avengers movies. This was after Civil War. Right. You know, so we were kind of, you know, we had sat with the movies, watched it a billion times. This is, we're going to actually watch, we actually just watched this movie. It's just opening. So we're actually going to be able to talk to her about this movie fresh in our minds. So yes. we're going to be podcasting with her Monday night, which is going to be today when you're listening to it. And we're going to drop it tomorrow. So if you want to know some more behind the scenes stuff, stay tuned for tomorrow. We're dropping a very special podcast with Black Widow herself, or one half of Black Widow, yep. Heidi Moneymaker. Yes. So it's it's this is a this is an awesome week, um, awesome week. But um, I, I totally lost my thought. But anyway, Sorry about uh, that. I, I no, had to no, say no. That. I I almost completely forgot. I mean, that's that's a huge thing, and yet I'm so enthralled with this movie, I forgot all about that. <laughs> um, but anyway, my initial reaction was, holy shit! This this was, I mean. Really, I mean, this is this movie's about Thanos. It's a it's a Thanos movie with the Avengers in it. So um, they really kind of went an interesting route, and I, I dug it. I totally fucking dug it. What did, what did you think? I I I, could, I was blown away by this movie. I think I had my hand over my mouth and my my baseball or throwing this baseball cap over my mouth like forty percent of this movie because I couldn't I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Um, well, my while, initial reaction was I absolutely love this movie. While um, you were jerking off with the other hand. <laughs> I was slowly using the butter to pleasure myself during certain scenes. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, could, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And here's, here's what I'll say about this movie is that this movie is literally balls to the wall. It, it took 18 movies to get to this part. So there is no need for explanation. Yep. If you've never seen an Avengers movie, I don't know where you've been for 10 years, but you might be confused. But I don't understand how you could not have seen these movies and then you go see this movie. Right. Because it, it, will, be confu- it will be confusing as shit for you going into this movie if you've never seen any, uh, at least any of the, the origin story movies. You're not going to know what there, the hell's going there's on. There's only one part in the entire movie where they actually, you know, take time to explain something, and that's that. That's pretty much at the beginning with Wong in, um, you know, he was with Doctor Strange and Iron Man, and they were explaining the ingots, you know, which we got in Guardians, <laughs> right, with right. The, the Collector. But I didn't mind that at all. I was like, that's no, that it, wasn't that wasn't that even that big of a deal. That what took thirty seconds? Yeah, it, it was. Right. It was totally fine. But that was the only thing where they're like, oh. You know, they had to explain something, you know, and, and really it just I don't know. It just kind of worked in the context of it because that character didn't know anything about the Infinity Stones. Right. Right. So it right. Made sense. So this movie, this movie could not have been. OK, so if, if you actually went to go see this movie and you didn't know what the hell was going on, you, you're probably you're probably a looking at it like, yeah, <laughs> go you're, you're watch DC like movies. A DC movie. <laughs> even though I think this movie's still well better put together than justice league, but let's not talk about DC in this movie. Right. But, um, but you can't get this movie. Like it literally just, it never stops. Nope. Even There's that, no even that, time. even that scene where he's explaining the infinity stones, that's still interesting because he explains the soul stone, which has not been talked about in the movie yet. Right. Right. Like, so even though he's kind of doing a little, you know, uh, exposition there, there's no, there's a reason for it because he's talking about the Soul Stone, right? Even because we've watched all eighteen movies plenty of times. I mean, we just had a giant review of all eighteen movies, and we didn't know anything in the MCU about the Soul Stone. So everything, it's literally just, it's, it never stops. There's nothing that stops this movie. Even when they're talking about stuff, some shit's going to happen. It doesn't feel like, it felt like. It felt like the Russo brothers were were and and Marvel and Disney they were thanking you for sitting through 
two days of movies, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you for sticking to us for, for 10 years. And here's here's what we're we're gonna give you to to whet your appetite before we finish this off. That reminds because me, it comes out in May when the, the when the movie one. started. You noticed uh, the the Marvel logo. They highlighted. They changed it. Yeah. The the I and the, the Marvel Studios. Oh. The I and the O. They made it dark red, so it looked like the number ten. Right. Uh, that, that was, was pretty, the, that was a change. Yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Uh, but. All right, so that's that's our initial reaction. Our we initial both reaction. obviously loved it. What do you want to start talking about first? Because there's so much to talk about. It. Okay, this is the longest Marvel movie. Well, there's so there's a lot of storylines going on at the same time, and a lot of team ups. Um, most most of the team ups, I was completely happy and over, just really happy about. It. Just loved it. But uh, so there's several storylines. Like the one, I think one of them is like what Thor and Rocket and Groot are on their way to, like, forge the weapon. And by the way, Thor, to me, like, Thor and Thanos are, like, the the best parts about the movie, I thought. Oh, and, and I'm glad you brought up Thor, because this is the Thor I wanted in Ragnarok. Yes. Where he had a couple of jokes, but at the same time, he was dead fucking serious. Yeah. Most of the time, he was on screen. Like, and that, when, when again, spoilers, when Thor comes back at the end of the movie... Oh. I fucking yelled in the theater. I did too. And this is the same guy that people were like, you know, he sucks in the, the movie. Um, this, his second movie wasn't that great. Everybody loved him in Ragnarok, but I didn't really cheer in Ragnarok. I didn't really cheer in any of his Thor movies. But when he came back, oh my God, I fucking loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. And like Rocket was sitting on his shoulder and Groot standing next to him. Oh, and how about how about the scene where uh, the Winter Soldier picks up Rocket and spins him around? Uh, fucking awesome! I, I, oh yeah, I, I was just like, yes, bitch, like really and loud. The, <laughs> and the ongoing joke, he's like, hey, what do you want for that arm? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He actually takes the eye that he stole before and he gave it to Thor, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> he's all smacking it. It's like it's fucking hilarious because you set it up in two movies, so like it's it's fucking hilarious, it's and it flows. It flows. He got. He, this is what's great about the Russo brothers, and I've seen them in, in certain interviews. Interviews is like they they know what they're good at, and, yeah. and they know where they're 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 short on, and whatever they're short on, they bring in experts. So he brought in James Gunn to write the Guardians of the Galaxy dialogue. Yep. So Which, that's why it was seamless in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. So I like that storyline, and actually, you finally get to see. Peter Dinklage's uh, character, which that was fucking genius too, because they're dwarves that like forge weapons. Only he's like, like eight feet tall. <laughs> he's huge. And I was like, I, I yelled out loud. I'm like, oh fuck, that's genius, because <laughs> yeah. he's little <laughs> in real life. In real life, right? Yeah. So like, I was like, that is that is so cool. Um, and there then the is, second, uh, there is also. I'm sorry. There's there's okay. also no there's also no. Uh, bad guy problem in this movie no thanos is fucking scary and having his um the minions i I actually liked his his minions the people that work for him they were scary too and uh but you know there were there were just moments where but it was just anytime you saw him on screen it was like when you were watching the dark knight rises and you saw bane Bane. on screen (laughs) i mean it's not even the same it's not even the same thing but i'm talking about his presence you know what i mean like he just felt he, he just he just stole the the picture where he anytime he was on screen you didn't know because he was so cold about it and that even though even though uh, Tom Hardy whitewashed the the you know the character and the accent and all that stuff because but he was so cold and calculated in what he was doing you had no idea what he was going to do at any point in time right you just didn't know you didn't know if he was just going to talk things through. Or just turn you into a fucking Rubik's cube. Yeah, they. I mean, they, and they had the way the filmmaking was was so good. They had me going. Like I didn't think about, you know, him using like because they they get to know. Oh, that's the other storyline is uh, with the Guardians. They're going to nowhere to stop Thanos from getting the 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 ether, ether. or the reality power stone. stone. Uh, uh, reality reality stone. stone. Yeah, sorry. So they yeah. get there and you see him there, and I was like, oh shit, what are they going to do? And and then he like I mean Gamora like flat out kills him and you're thinking holy shit that was pretty easy and Star Lord even says that he's like well that was that was pretty easy and yeah. then you realize oh he was just using the reality stone like he made everything and then it all disappeared and everything was in ruins I was like oh shit that's genius like how how come I didn't think of that <laughs> you know right 
And then it's fucking scary what he does to Drax and you know and Mantis. Just right. makes them into like these cubes. That was like a, a uh, right. That was a callback to the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, to book. the the comic book. Yeah. But yeah. the the question I had though is like when he zips, you know, uses the the time the space stone to zip out of there, they they go back into form. Like I didn't know. I thought they would just be like that forever. But I guess because he. No, it's just altering reality. It's the same thing. It's just altering reality to the people's perception. So it just zips it's not, back it's when, not, he, when he disappears. Yeah, it's not. Oh. Yeah, it's not permanent. Because I was that was interesting. I thought, holy shit, they just destroyed the guardians in one fell swoop. I'm like, oh man. Yeah, um, it, was, it was freaky though because it came out of nowhere. Like it, it, it would because he again he was just so ca- he didn't have to do a lot. It wasn't like watching Avatar, like fucking M Night Shyamalan's Avatar, and watching 30 seconds of him setting up a move. Like right. he literally just clenched his fist and shit would happen. Yeah, and or the the particular stone he was using would glow or some shit. Right. You know? It was uh, God. That, and also, that, okay, so I mean that was our biggest problem with most of our Marvel movies was that the there wasn't a lot. The, the villain at the end was just never matching up to that. Right. I mean, I know they purposely didn't do that. Um, it would be kind of funny if they and and very calculated if they did to to make Thanos even more of a badass. But I doubt that's what they did. But Thanos just seems like he kind of makes up for a lot of the bad, bad guys we've seen. They, you know, they, they did humanize him a bit, but at the same time, you know, they, his reasoning behind making everything, you know, just killing half of the galaxy was that there's limited resources. And so, you know, we need to reboot. We need to, before all life is destroyed, we need to. He needs to bring balance. We to need the, to bring like, balance. Right. So it is. So that's a, a little bit Star Star Warsy in there a little bit. It um, is. And a, it's compl- it is a crazy but, notion. I mean, it does make him mad. He's called the Mad Titan, and because right. he, he's just but like there is Here's a certain there is a certain Darwinian aspect to that. Some truth I mean, to it, it but but it, it's it's completely different than the comic book. In the comic book, it's he wants to actually destroy all. Of the galaxy, all of the universes. He's trying to impress uh, to court death. to court death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's so he wants to destroy all of it to because he's in love with death. Death is not shown in this movie, but just, he kind of is. It she just kind goes of is. to show how much guys will go through to get pussy. <laughs> like, <Yeah. like. laughs> well, they changed it for the movie, and the movie, and and they were talking about how why they changed it, and it, and it works for. It makes more sense here because. They would have had to spend those, and the two and a half hours is packed. It doesn't feel like two and a half hours. No, um, they would have had to spend some of that time explaining who Death is and the relationship between um, Thanos and Death. Um, but going back to Death, Death is kind of shown here, um, and I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit or jumping all over the place. But mm-hmm. uh, but Death is kind of shown because Death has always been shown in this in this kind of like almost a um, Death Eater look, not Death Eater. Um, what is it in Harry Potter? Uh, the the, the prison guards, the pr- yeah, the mentors. Uh-huh. He's they've got the black cloak, right? Death is always shown in this like black cloak and skeleton wise, but in this one they change it and you get to see the red skull again. That was that was really cool. Was it played Only by the same guy? No, it oh. wasn't played by Hugo Weaving. It was actually played by um, I don't know the guy Ross, where, whoever did it. Ross something. It's the guy from uh, The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Ross Marquand or something like that. I guess, but the guy who did it sounded and looked just like it. I mean, I guess you could sculpt the face to look like you know the other. It guy, was but. Ross uh, Ross Marquand uh, okay. from The Walking Dead, so he's 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 been known for like an impressionist. So that's actually him, not not Hugo Weaving. Why would you and, and, not come back to do? I mean, did well, he? Well, remember Hugo Weaving famously said that like he he hated his Marvel experience and it was just so retarded or something like that. Well, I mean, a lot of this is the same guy that. who did the Matrix. Yeah, this guy, the same guy who did the Matrix, and was like, there was like a, a billion of him. <laughs> you know, a lot Whatever. of people, a lot of people say that though about Marvel. Unless you're the star, like <laughs> nobody, like, like I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he say, thought he was better than it. Stupid than shit. But whatever. I mean, whoever they, the, the Ross Marquand did a, a, a really great job. Yeah, he did. Because it's, I was like, when I was listening to the voice, I'm like, that sounds familiar. Who the hell is that? And then I was like, oh my god, it's Hugo Weaving. And I didn't even realize it wasn't Hugo Weaving till the end of the film. 
I was leery because I was like, I know he didn't want to do, he didn't want to return his Red Skull ever again. Because like he never, you never see yeah. him die. You just see him get zapped in, you know, through the space and time. Yeah, and that's that's basically what ends up happening. He, he tells what what has happened to him this whole time. Yeah, yeah, he got zapped there, and he's he's basically the guardian of the stone or the guy, the, the keeper, or the well, the soul. Well, he he's going after the soul stone, but he knew he could never get it. Right. That's because you have to love something. And that was one yeah, of the one of the most like heartbreaking scenes in the movie um, was, was the, the fact right. that Thanos had to he's like in order to get the soul stone you got to relinquish something that you love and he starts crying which that was weird I was like Thanos is crying and then I'm like oh shit he does love yeah. Gamora he does and that um, was your that was to your point that it's like a humanizing of Thanos like that's why Thanos is so is really great in this movie. I can't get over like how great he is. He, yes, he's completely CG'd, um, but they do such a great job with him as far as the motion capture, the the, the CG, but also the story wise. You get caught up in his story. Yeah, where were like where were that animation team? They could have done the Beast and Beauty and the Beast better. Like I could, I stared at Thanos. I just watched it twice. So the second time I watched it, I was really paying attention to Thanos. And I couldn't really find any flaws. Like, there wasn't any, like, jittery movement or anything like that. And, of course, he was, like, kind of slow in his movements. He wasn't, like, super fast yeah. or anything. Because but he didn't have to be. Well, unless yeah. when he was fighting Hulk, he was. Oh, my God. We forgot about talking about that. So that beginning scene where they're sitting there and, like, you know, all the Asgardians are dead and and, um, and then Loki's there. He's like, we got a Hulk, and he comes out of nowhere and starts punching him. I was like, holy shit. And then, How about that for a callback, too? Because the last time he heard that line, he got the shit beat out of him. Loki. Yes, he did, totally did. And then, and then, like, the guy, one of the bad guys starts to move forward, and the other bad guy stops him and is like, let him have his fun. And then you're like, oh, shit. And then... So, and then Thanos beats the shit out of him like Bane beats up Batman. Just fucks him up. Knocks him out. (laughs) It's like you knocked out the Hulk? Shit. Like he was nothing. Like Like he he didn't even exist. Well, he could fight. I mean, he moved. He was like a warrior. He was like ducking and jiving and beating the shit out of the Hulk. I was like, oh my god. And, um... But that was... That whole uh, opening sequence set the tone for... Shit's about to go down because in that scene, again, spoilers, Loki is finally killed for real this time. And and horribly. Um, it's not fun to watch, but it's not no. like it takes a while to kill him, you know. Yeah, there's a like I said, he's very like there, even as he's beating the shit out of Hulk, he doesn't he's not out of breath. He doesn't scream. He doesn't say anything. He, he just does it. He does it as simply as like you're you're sitting down to eat French fries. Like, I don't know, like casual. <laughs> yeah, like Heimdall sends Hulk back to Earth. He just zips him back with the, with the sword. Right. So in so in ten minute or five minutes of movie time, Loki and and Heimdall were both killed. Yep. And now Thor and has basically nobody. half of half of Asgard. You don't see Valkyrie, so I don't know what's going on with Valkyrie there. No. Um, Which I thought I thought um, she was going to be in the movie. I thought Sif. I thought they were going to have. A, I mean, there was people missing, so I don't, I don't know. Well, yeah, most famously Ant Man and um, which and Hawkeye. So let's talk about that. There's, there's a part in the movie where they're like, "Well, where's?" They said like, "Well, where's you know Clint?" And he's like, "Oh, him and Scott are you know they're uh, they're on house arrest or something like that." And I was thinking, and I was like, "What?" (laughs) So I, I'm wondering like I've read. A lot of different. I, things. I didn't think it was house arrest. I thought they just disappeared. They said they were on house arrest because oh, of because of the civil war. No, maybe or on the run because they escaped the civil war, the the jail. Okay, like Captain America helped them escape the jail. But what we've also learned is that in in Ant Man and the Wasp, that takes place after Civil War. So he must be like on house arrest or he's on the run. Yeah, there's got to be something probably at the end of Ant Man and Wasp that. That will expl- that, that tied to, to the beginning of Infinity War. Because I would be really surprised if we don't see those two in, in Avengers Four. I'd be so no, surprised. No, they, no, they they will be in there. Clint's supposed to have a huge role, and uh, somebody else is supposed to have a huge role in that movie too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but basically, all the all the original Avengers survived. Um, all the original Avengers survived. Rocket Raccoon survived. 
Um, I See, think Mbaku and Shuri Thor, survived. Um, um, Okoye survived. Yes. Any of the new Avengers are gone except for like Rocket. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even Groot disappeared, and Star Lord, and Drax, and Mantis. Um, Gamora's dead. On the, which I don't foresee. Which I don't her think she is back. because she she appears inside the Soul Stone. Oh, as the at well, as her as her child. She's a child. But yeah, I think I she's in the Soul Stone. That's my guess. So your guess is, in order to get her back, they probably have to sacrifice somebody else in order to get her back. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, I'm saying her soul is in the Soul Stone. I gotcha. That's, that's what I think. That's interesting. Maybe, maybe he can, maybe he can bring her back with the Soul Stone. I don't, I don't quite know what the Soul Stone does. So, other than like he zips out of, I don't know. There's that part at the end where he, he snaps his fingers. And then, you know, when Thor has him dead to rights, he snaps his fingers and then he's like in the, I don't know, in some fantasy thing. And he's talking to the little girl and his daughter. And then he zips back out and Thor's like, what did you do? And he's basically his gauntlet is all like sizzled and fucked up. And then he just zips out with the with the space stone again. That snapping of the fingers is another callback to the comic books when he destroys half the universe. Yeah, in just one snap. So let's go back to the team-up. So another team-up was Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and Iron Man. This was awesome because it was really cool to see um, two egotistical guys, you know, talking to each other because Doctor Strange is kind of like Tony Stark in a way where he's, you know, kind of full of himself. and. But he comes from two, there's two different spectrums. It's magic versus science. Right. And, you know, Iron Man's, like, just kind of talking shit. And then he, like, I love him. Doctor Strange, like, calls him a douchebag. That's, like, that's yeah, so yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Because nobody else, like, says anything to Tony like that, ever. You right. know, or calls him an asshole or something. They it's both like, have gigantic egos. Yes. And uh, I, I love their interaction. And then, of course, Spider-Man... Um, having him kind of thrown in the mix too is kind of cool. Like I didn't think he'd have a big as role as he did uh, in it, but he basically like stows away on that ship with Iron Man as they're, I, I like how they explained how the hell he got off that bus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember after we watched that commercial, you were like, how, what? Nobody saw him. And still yeah. people on the, on the bridge would have saw him jump out of the thing with the spider mask on, you know? Like, people right. would have saw him jump out. But at that point, who gives a shit? Half the reality is going to be disappeared anyway. No one's going to remember yeah. that shit. But I just thought that was funny. He tells his friend, like, make a distraction. And he's just like, holy shit. There was, a, there was a call back to the comic book where Spidey shoots the web in his eye, which was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I like that team up. Uh, you know, the Guardians go to nowhere to get the reality stone. There's that team up. There's another team up with Cap and War Machine, Falcon, Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. Vision, they all go to Wakanda to try to fix it. What a great reintroduction of Captain America. Like, you saw Captain America walk out of the shadows in the trailer, but it still was not as good as it was in the movie. Yeah, that's another thing I want to mention, and you've mentioned this many times, is like, whenever we watch a trailer and we're like, why the fuck did they show us that? It's because there's something around the corner that they didn't show. That's always with that's always with Marvel and Star Wars. There's something way bigger, and so his reintroduction was so fucking genius. Uh, You know that whole that whole fight sequence was amazing. And Scarlet, I'm I'm actually a huge fan of Scarlet Witch now, except for her accent disappeared completely. Um, Yeah, she went full Kevin Costner on this one, (laughs) or she went full Halle. She went full Halle Berry. Yeah. Oh, big. (laughs) Just fucking gone. Yeah, just like you know what the accent sounds stupid. Just get rid of it. It's like I'm not even. And she, I mean, she, to her credit, she did it for two movies. But in this one, it's just like, Fuck all right, me. you're not even explaining it. Just you're just gonna get rid of it. It's gone. <laughs> you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah, no more, no more you can magic- same thing that the same thing that happens to every frog. You can you can uh, you can magic it away. <laughs> I love. I you know I was I was at some at certain point in time I was thinking when when they were going after Vision that she was going to put on the Black Panther costume because at, 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 there was a point in time in the comics where she becomes the Black Panther. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be so badass right now if she put on a suit. Yeah, that would have been. But that, that didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Um, 
what else what else did I like? Uh, basically, I mean, the movie is just about Thanos going after the stones. Like, it's a total... We never did see him get the power stone, but you kind of don't need to. You just kind of realize, like, oh, shit, he fucked up half of Xandar to get that thing. You know? Or destroyed and, all of Xandar, actually. Or Yeah, or destroyed the whole thing. Um, Was there anything you didn't like in this movie? Because I've been trying to figure it out. I've only seen it once. I'm going to see it again on Tuesday. But I've been trying to figure out, like... Well, what don't I like? I, you know, I saw it twice, and um, the one thing that bothered me more than anything else, but it's a story issue. It's not, it, and it's, and it, I guess it makes sense to the context of the film, but it still made me very angry. Was the fact that they they came up with the plan to get that gauntlet off his off his hand, and oh. fucking Star Lord fucks it up, right? And and blatantly, and it was so yeah, he Poe Dameroned it. It was so blatant. That's what made me mad. I was like, yeah, okay, you could be mad that Gamora's dead, but why would you... I mean, they're about to get that fucking thing off. It's like... Yeah, Spider-Man basically had it by his fingertips. Yeah, there were too many... Off his fingertips. There were just too many times, I guess, for me, where they gave him way too many chances or that they were way too cocky, like they were monologuing with him when they should have been doing something. So there was a, just a couple of times like that. Or the other thing that kind of bothered me, but it's, again, very nitpicky, is that you could see right about when someone's about to die, someone steps in and saves somebody. They did that like a hundred times. But, but it's like, eh, that's okay. I mean, because the moments were still pretty cool. You know, um, well, yeah, because they showed it in the trail, you knew that Vision wasn't going to die there. No, but you they knew, you that, knew that vision makes it to Wakanda. That was another heartbreaking moment. He dies twice, essentially. I mean, right. and horribly both times. Horribly you know? the second time. Worse the second time. <clears throat> yeah, it was worse. Way the worse time. the second time. Yeah, because I mean, he did get stabbed like twice, and he almost died. But Scarlet Witch had to basically destroy the Mind Stone and destroy, obliterate him essentially, which she does do. And and then you're like, oh wow, she did it. You know, he doesn't get the last stone. And cocky Mr. Motherfucker is like, well, I have the time stone now, bitch, so I'm going to rewind time and then rip it out of his head. You know, how's that? Right. And it's just, oh, it's sickening. It's just sickening when she when he rips it out of his head. He just goes, he goes gray. His, his he, goes, color he, goes full, he goes full Optimus Prime oh. <laughs> from the cartoon. But unlike Optimus Prime, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> well, that's not true. You I mean, maybe. That. Basically, everybody's coming back, I think. You I think mean, that's so? the other thing is... Well, here's the here's the thing. Like, and this is what sucks about releasing a full slate of fucking movies. You know these people are coming back. You know Guardians of the Galaxy is coming back for a third movie. And Spider Man and Black Panther and yeah. right. So, but here's here's the great thing about the movie is that you get so caught up in what's going on because you've invested so much time in these characters and these movies that you forget all that. You don't have time to sit there and think like, oh. Well, Black Panther just disappeared. Um, well, he's got a second movie coming out, though. No, when yeah, he disappears, I mean, you're like, oh, fuck, he's, they killed him. Yeah, I, I did that. I, I did the whole, like, holy shit, they killed him off. And then, and then, like, a second later, I was like, well, he's coming back. But still, that was pretty dope. I think a lot of people that those rotten reviews that you're seeing are, are there's two different things. One, oh, shit, they ended it here. I got to wait another year. This is fucked up. It's not a full movie, blah, blah, blah. That's stupid. The other no, thing it that is. it so is. Yeah, the other thing that is bugging people is is what you just said. It's like, oh, I don't have any emotional value because I know they're going to come back in another movie. And still, it's like, well, yeah, but it was just done so well that it freaked you the fuck out. Like, it, I'd be curious to see those reviews about like Batman v Superman when Zack Snyder brought him back five seconds later. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, I mean, absolutely no emotional value in Superman but, dying there. But. So I actually have one one nitpick, and again, this is only this is only because I saw it once, and it's the end of the movie when everybody starts disappearing, and you see Bruce Banner in the Hulkbuster costume, and the CG is just awful. Yeah, that was pretty. Anytime like he lifted the helmet and he was sitting there, like there was a time where like Thor showed up and he goes, he had it like a really cool line. He's like, "You guys are so screwed." But yeah. every time you saw him in the Hulkbuster outfit, it looked really terrible. It, it, it looked like they literally... That was one time they When his helmet got ripped off. Yeah, that was one time they could have built a model and then just stuck him in there. Instead, they just like CG'd his head in there. And it looked terrible. Yeah, that you took know, they me out of the movie. They could, have practically, they could have done a practical effect on it. It would have been fine. You know, it would have been yeah, great. I don't know why, like... 
Because it was one of those scenes where you got to sit with it because everybody had just fucking died and they're just standing there. And you're kind of taking it all in. You're like, oh, shit, that Bruce Banner CG looks like shit. <laughs> he looked bad. He looked terrible. Yeah. Like, I would have preferred it open up and he popped out, you know? I'm like, yeah. did you You were already spending a billion dollars on this movie. How the fuck did you run out of money for that scene? Yeah, well, I, I also read somewhere that there was a lot of times where those guys were not on set together. They were all, like, filmed separately, and then they just meshed it. They, you know, seamlessly put them all together. But it wasn't the CG around the Hulkbuster costume. It was actually the CG in the Hulkbuster costume. Yeah, it looked it looked terrible. It, so it they looked, did a great job CGing him in the scene. They just did a terrible job of the CG that was actually in the scene. Right, like him sitting in there. And then, um, they, but and that, then that they, was like my nitpick. And they avoided like having to spend money on the Hulk too by keeping Bruce Banner essentially for the whole. Well, movie. obviously, <laughs> obviously, he's got performance issues right now, and, yeah. and you know because he, needs, he got the shit beat he out. He did of him. some Hulk Viagra. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan. I, I guess that would be my other thing. I wasn't a big fan of of the. It, it you can kind of you can see it coming a mile away about what they're going to do with the Hulk. Yeah, there's no way you're going to go through another Avengers movie and not have the Hulk come back big time. Yeah, you know, like he's going to play a big role. So I didn't. I didn't really have a big. I didn't really like that whole storyline, um, and because it, it's really like it's really like Top Gun, and it's a Top Gun slash Days of Thunder storyline. You know, it's Rocky. Like it's uh, Rocky three, three, it's yeah, Spider Man yeah. two, yeah, right, exactly. Seven performance issues, right. So and then the whole, you know, the whole um, Black Widow and Bruce Banner. Story oh, they glossed over really, that. Big yeah, time. it wasn't even yeah. And I, I thought it was funny in the first 15 to 10 minutes, 10 minutes maybe of the movie, 10, 15 minutes, they kind of address the whole, um, uh, we're, we're going to have our Tony Stark have the arc reactor in his chest. I don't care what you did in Iron Man 3. Right. And they kind of explain that away too. Yeah, because he's just like, I need this to protect you. The bleeding armor, I guess they called it in the comic books, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, because now nanotech. Basically, he took some of the technology from from Wakanda. It looked like. Yeah, I think so. He's just like cool. Um, loved the stuff on Wakanda. Loved uh, the Red Skull popping up. Loved uh, the whole everything about Thor. I think Thor's storyline was fantastic. I did. I did wish. I did wish Black Panther had more of a speaking role. He didn't really talk a lot in this movie. Again, he kind of gets brushed over. The best line in Wakanda is from Okoye. Yes. Where she's like, when I told you to open up the borders, I thought you were going to do, like, the Olympics or Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, <clears throat> I love, the, uh, I love the, the team-ups, of course. You know, Rocket and Bucky is the one thing that comes to mind. I also like The it. female fight with uh, oh, Black Widow, Okoye, was... and then I don't know who that woman... Uh, fighter was yeah from that was Thanos. dope oh man that was dope when she's like you're gonna die alone and then she's like no you're not and then she stands or no she's not and she's standing the three of them are standing you know the two of them are right. standing there and they fight that bitch oh man that was amazing i like proxima, that proxima midnight i think so yeah i can't remember who the minions names are because the one minion has like uh telepathic power like or can move shit and I liked him right. a lot because him and Doctor Strange, it was kind of like two wizards battling, you know, the sorcerers and the stoned type of like, yeah, I, I wizard liked him. battle. The other thing I really liked was super cool was um, Groot cutting off his arm to use as the uh, to put the, the hammer together, the axe together for Thor. Right. That yeah. was cool, too, because the guy's like, I can't find the handle. Shit, we only have a certain amount of time. And Groot just like grabs the, the thing and puts it together. I thought that was fucking cool, and yeah. I guess there's a there's a there was a toy out there that spoiled that. By the way, um, I didn't learn oh, I that didn't, until I I, I stayed away from net. all toys. Yeah. I learned my lesson from from Lego Civil War. Oh man, when, when yeah, I stayed away. Yeah, it. I haven't been in the toy stores the last few weeks. I haven't like looked at anything, and that surprised me. That Groot thing, I was like, that's so cool. And then when I was like doing my research after the movie, just looking at reviews and looking at things, apparently there was a toy. Like all, there was a toy spoilers big time for this movie. And I'm so glad I didn't see any of it. But one of them was Groot's arm attached to the, the what was it Storm Stormbreaker or something like that. I think it was the name of the weapon. Yeah, that's a callback to the comic books because it's actually not Thor that has that weapon. It's the um, 
It's the other guy that looks like a deer or some shit. Oh, okay. What he looks like. Um, but it's funny because you're thinking like, okay, leading up to this, you're like, Tony Stark's got to die. Captain America's got to die. And maybe they'll have callbacks in, you know, Avengers 4. But I think the real deaths happen in Avengers 4. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that too. Because I, I, there has to be some sort of time. So let's just, let's just jump to the, uh, the very, very, you know, the, the cut scene. The cut scene. Oh, um, the, at, the one cut scene at the end? Yeah, there was only one cut scene, and you had to sit through like a million credits because, God, it how many literally takes this fucking thing. It literally takes an entire village to make this movie. Yeah, oh my God. Um, these movies, I should say. So that was kind of cool. You hear it's just black screen, and you hear two people talking, and right away you're like, oh, that's got to be Nick Fury, and that's got to be what's her name? I can't remember. Colby Smolders, but I don't remember what her uh, character's Maria name is. Hill. Maria, Maria Hill. And so they're talking, and then, like, that car, like, wrecks, and you're like, I, immediately I was like, oh, shit, that person must have just dissolved. And they get out of the car, and then, you know, the helicopter blows up, and all this shit happens, and then she starts disappearing, and he bolts back to his car to get some, you know, weird pager-looking thing, and he sends a message out. And that got a big reaction from the crowd when he goes, mother, and then he disappears. Like, everyone just, like, cracked up, because that, that was right. genius. And then... The pager drops on the ground, and it says sending, sending, and then you, it says received, and then it shows a picture. And there were a lot of people in the audience. And this is how, like, here's the thing, like, what I like Marvel does. Marvel doesn't explain shit to you. It just does in credit scenes. It doesn't care. If you're a fan, it's a huge, like, holy shit moment. If you're not a fan, like, not you didn't read comics or whatever, you're kind of sitting there going, like, okay, that's supposed to mean something. I don't know what it is, but... I got to check this out, whatever that is. I jumped out of my seat. I'm like, oh, that's fucking rad. Because right. I knew immediately that was Captain Marvel. And mm-hmm. um, and next year in March, we get Captain Marvel, which is going to be set in the 90s when he still has presumably both his eyes. I know that, you know, Ronan's coming back, you know, Lee Pace. And also there was another person coming back. I can't remember. It is Agent Coulson. Agent Coulson, genius. Okay, fucking genius. So, so it has the same Wonder Woman problem. It does. Where the fuck have you been? Right, right. And where were you this entire time? Like, New York was attacked, and, you know, what's going on? Sokovia. So they've got to, like, somehow you know, explain this, that shit. Because like, on top of the fact that, like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. was destroyed. Where were you during S.H.I.E.L.D.'s destruction? Well, I'm starting to think, like, if they're smart, they had they have to have some sort of explanation as to, like, when we watched her in March, it's got to segue into Avengers 4 somehow. But we got to well, see... Well, it's got to it, have, like, her being, like, purposely... Restrained or sent off planet or some shit. Or, or hid. Or, or Samuel L. Jackson's like, the world's not ready for you. You... you you can never show your powers, no matter what. Something. Until I call you. It's got to be something like that. Yeah, until I call you. <laughs> she's seen all this shit going on, and she's just like on the sidelines going, you know, let me in, coach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's got to there, that, that's the only issue I have with that, is that she's been on the sidelines for some major shit. Yeah. You know, she could have helped out. She could have helped out a lot in, in Sokovia. Well, she's a like lot. she's the strongest being, I think, out of all the Avengers, isn't she? At least that's yes. what I understood. Yeah, so, she she can match. She's stronger than the Hulk. And somebody's got to be strong enough to like put that gauntlet on. Although it looked destroyed to me at the end. So it is. Know. It looks destroyed. Um, in the comic books, is Adam Warlock who wields it? Yes, because he's the only. He's the strongest. The only other strong one that could wield right. that. So. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to go on. There's two. There's two Marvel movies before Avengers four. Yes. Uh, before we get that. Yep. We got Ant Man and the Wasp, which I guess is 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 a prequel, or it comes before. I, wait, wait. What am I trying to say? It comes before Infinity War, but after Civil War, and right. then and then uh, Captain Marvel goes back like twenty years or twenty five years or something like that. It's like back in the nineties. So. Yeah. Right, and and I don't. I know you haven't been watching Agents of Shield, but no, Infinity War to was, was referenced last night. Uh, what was Infinity War? No, I'm sorry, not last night. Uh, in Friday's episode of Agents of Shield, mm-hmm. Infinity War was referenced. Holy shit, that's awesome! Just referenced, referenced because because again, Agents of Shield finally gets it, and 
So it, it's, they haven't really addressed what's going on yet. It's the next episode that I'm kind of curious to see, like, what happens. I want to see at the very beginning of the episode, people start dissolving. Like, half half his staff dissolves. It, it's, not, it's not as in your face. It, it, it's quick. It, it's referenced. It's not, it's not something that affects you like Civil War. Right. So it's not like that. But mm-hmm. it is referenced. Interesting. Well, I'll have because to, of what's going because of what's it. going on in this season, you can under it, it, you can kind of understand why they're not really paying attention to what's going on. Gotcha. Because they're dealing with their own shit. Interesting. Well, I'll have to check that out. Um, what else? God, there's so much. Th- th- this movie is a smorgasbord of shit that happens. So much stuff happens. All these storylines going on, they all converge at the end when there's like massive battle. And if you thought like Civil War was cool, that 17 minute. This is like, you know, uh, 10 Civil Wars. I mean, there's just so much there's shit going so on. so much stuff going on and everything. It works. Oh, it, it just it, works. Yeah. The action works. Uh, there, there was a scene that reminded me of episode one. <laughs> that was in Wakanda. But it was done so much better. Like, I wish the Russo brothers were around when episode one was and then Lucas hired them to do all the action. Right, when the droids were coming in. Yeah, because there wasn't silly bullshit. It was, like, scary. These things were, like, trying to basically killing themselves to get through the shield. And I was like, that's fucking rad. And then when they started bolting around, going around the shield to try to get to where Vision is, that's when they're like, well, shit, we need to open up the center. we got to let them in because we don't want them going back there. Bucky has a great line in the movie when he sees those giant ships blowing up from the force field, and he's like, I love this place. (laughs) I was like, yeah, I would love it too. But, I mean, the technology just makes sense. Everything makes sense to the world, to the world that they're in. Everything Because they they took their time. Yeah, I mean... Because if you don't get Black Panther, you have no idea, okay, I didn't know they could do a force field. Like, wait a minute, they have a giant hologram around their country or their city? What's going on yeah. here? Yeah, it's it's you know? so. Why funny. is Captain America? Why is Captain America disappeared? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, totally. No, I loved Cap in this thing too. He played it very subtle, uh, very subtle performance. He looked like he's been on the run. They've been haggard, you know, for the last couple of years and shit. And when he shows up, he just kicks fucking ass. And uh, I love because I love the fact that out of everybody that the team up is happening. Like, between Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, and Iron Man, they're trying to figure out how to play with each other, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're trying to learn how to fight with each other. But between uh, between Falcon, Captain America, and Black Widow, they've been a team for a really long time, and it shows. Yeah, it really shows, because I really dug that fight with uh, when they were, like, saving Scarlet Witch and Vision's ass. That right, scene, yeah. that scene was so awesome. Like when Cap shows up, I jumped out of my seat. I was like, "Fuck, fuck him up, Cap!" <laughs> you know? Yeah, like it shows. It like it, it. You don't need the explanation because it's it's right then and there. Like they they've clearly been together and working under the radar for a really long time together, and it, it would make sense that they know how to fight with each other. And it shows because they're they're you know they're teaming up, fighting these guys, yeah. using each other's abilities, using each other's. You know strengths and weaknesses against against those other uh, Thanos's minions. Yeah, that scene was really dope. I love all the team ups. I thought the team the the Doctor Strange stuff. He is so God. What he do, tries to do at the end when he's protecting the Time Stone, you know, against Thanos, and like he he whips out some magic shit you've never seen before. And I was yeah. like, whoa, that's dope. But you also saw the power of Thanos. Like once they their plan failed. He unleashes the holy hell on those guys. Like every little right. thing that they do, he counteracts it. And then he fucking pulls the moon out of the sky and lands on Iron Man and destroys the plant. Like the gravitational, you know, the, the gravity all is all fucked up. So everyone's floating around everywhere. And Spider-Man's like collecting them, grabbing them, you know, one by one, trying to save them, making sure they don't die because they're all knocked yeah. out. That all that shit was just thrilling, you know. Um, Spider-Man's suit was was fucking cool. And he's like, oh, man, the suit's, like, really intuitive. Like, it, it knew when the legs should come out. You know, right. when he was, like, rolling or walking around on the legs, I was like, oh, my God, this is so... This just... The Russo brothers just fucking get it. You know? They just get it. They're like... You know, we used to play with this stuff as kids in a play... In the, you know, in, in the playground. 
we want to see this shit in the movie. And they just do it. And but again, this, this doesn't happen without 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. You can't do a Justice League. You know, Justice League is like, oh, look at all this shit. And we're like, we don't care because your characters are suck. They suck. They're we bullshit. don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. And, oh, that poster in the background is supposed to explain away what's going on, why Batman kills everybody. Or why, you know. Or why he's sleeping with people. Why? <laughs> I don't really care. That's not what you should be explaining to me. Yeah, yeah. They explain the wrong things. So, so uh, yeah. You know what? Go, go see this movie if you haven't. I don't even know why you're listening to us now. Go see this movie. Go see it again. I mean, I'm going to go see it again Tuesday. I'm, um, I'm, I'm going to go see it one more time, I think. In, in a week or two, I'll go see it again when the hype dies down. And I can really sit and... Because, like, the first time I sat, I enjoyed it as an audience member. The second time, I analyzed the shit out of it. Now I want to go back and enjoy it again. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, let's get to, uh, let's get to our ratings. Um, diversity, uh, diversity rating. So, all you guys out there. Well, if this, if this is the first time people listening, I, I explain this once in a while. But we have, we have a diversity rating, which we're, we're into diversity and inclusion and representation. That's really important to us. Um, so, you know, our diversity rating is kind of funny. We have a plethora, which is uh, lots of diversity, you know, whether it's race or gender or, you know, in, uh, in, whatever. And, uh, and that has to do with the, the three amigos, of course. A plethora? And then we have uh, Jan Brady, which she was the middle child of the Brady Bunch. And then we have um, Casper, which means basically white as hell. So what what would you give? I mean, this is kind of a weird movie to, you know, rate regardless. But what I would, would say you... Jan. I would say Jan Brady. I mean, kind of lower end of Jan Brady, just because, you know, unless you're in Wakanda, everyone else is white. I'm yeah, pretty much purple, but but it, but the yeah. actor's white, <laughs> right? Exactly, yeah. and it's it's fucking Cable, which <laughs> he did an right. amazing job. Just how Rocket and Bradley Cooper. Does an amazing job with Rocket. I mean, Josh Brolin knocked it out with with Thanos too. Just yeah, really super scary. good. Um, so mine's Jan Brady. Okay, so I I was going to say the low end of Jan Brady as well. Yeah, um, that's that's pretty given. Now, and this is the this is the the tough part because I I do have I don't know how well the movie as far as like you know Civil War still. To me, like it holds up every time I, I've seen it like a hundred times, and I never get tired of it. I'm hoping that this is the same way. So I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to give it five stars right now because that's how I feel about it. I've seen it twice, both times I enjoyed it, probably more the second time because I you wasn't five all, chainsaws. Five chainsaws. What did I say? Lightsabers again? God damn it! You should have just given me a lightsaber, honestly. Lightsabers are stars. I don't know what you said, but either I, way, I, we, I don't know. Two Whatever. and a half years. I give We're it doing five, show for two and a half. I give years. it five penises. Five, <laughs> you might as well at this point. <laughs> five uh, nachos, <laughs> whatever. So I give it five, five yamakas. <laughs> five chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs> but mine still look more like lightsabers than your yamaka. <laughs> five egg foo yugs. <laughs> I, fuck you. Uh, no, I give it five chainsaws. I, I just dug the shit out of this movie. And you cannot get to this movie without the 18 previous movies. Absolutely not. It's fucking awesome. It's just this fun spectacle. It's a total spectacle. And they still have time to give some character development, which I, which I appreciated. But it's, it is a spectacle. It's something else. And now we've got to wait a whole goddamn year for the next one. Uh, mine, mine is five stars. I'm, Jesus, you fucking have me doing it. Five lightsabers. <laughs> I'm going to give it five lightsabers. I give it five um, buttholes. <laughs> yeah. It's still there's chocolate starfishes. So. Um, five lightsabers. I, I, I was speechless coming out of this movie. And, and let, let's, not, let's not be, like you said, you, you, can't, you can't watch this movie without watching at least 75% of the other 18 movies. <laughs> like you just watch the first Iron Man where Nick Fury comes out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. then you go right to Infinity War. Right to Infinity War. Like, let's That's watch basically this. what the DCEU did. Um, <laughs> or, or they do Guardians of the Galaxy in between, and then they do right. this. But, um, <laughs> but again, like this movie is, is balls to the wall. All the, all the character development, all the exposition... The entire reason for this movie takes place over 18 movies. Yeah. And that's daunting 
for anybody. Could you imagine like you're dating somebody for the first time and they have no idea or not interested in this, and you got to show them fucking two full days of movies? Or you two like full days. you date a supermodel for ten years and you finally get to have sex with her on your wedding night like, ten years later? Yeah, that that's would be a lot. really that'd be really hard to wait. <laughs> My sixteen-year-old self would wait for Kathy Ireland. <laughs> baby, <laughs> you hit about twenty-one. You're like, I, I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> it's gonna be worth it. This is, go. this is the end of those ten years of waiting for Kathy Ireland. And then DC's like, yeah, what did you compare it to? The five-cent hooker and the twenty thousand dollars, like his escort. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, <laughs> <clears throat> Definitely, <clears throat> definitely five lightsabers for me. It, 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 there is everything about this movie is just a, is just the, but again, it is the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but it is a complete movie. Thanos' story is basically complete by the end of this movie. Oh yeah, it's you not. See the, him. It's called Avengers: Infinity War, but Avengers, but but Thanos' story is complete. So it is a complete movie. Yes, you just haven't finished everybody else's characters yet. Yep. So. I, I like that's like saying. Could you imagine that? Like saying Empire Strikes Back is not a full movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so is this? Yeah, it is. It is. I, and I liked how it ended. A lot of people. I, I heard a lot of people in the theater going, "What?" You know, yelling and like upset. And I was like, "What?" You wanted to see another like two and a half hours of this? Well, you got to wait next year. You knew yeah. there was an Avengers four next year. What yeah. the fuck did you think was going to happen? Yeah, like he just sat down and he just smiles. Like he's just like, "Ah, oh, I can rest now." Like his yeah, his he story basically is like, I right. Did he basically like I, oh, I did it. I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> my life is over. I'm good. I did it. I can relax now. I can retire. Yep. <laughs> he does exactly what he says in the movie. Yep. In the movie, he says, "When this is all completed, I just want to sit down and watch a sunset." And that's just, what he fucking does. So I would have had a I would have had a beer. This, or this guy who massacred trillions <laughs> just sat down and watched the sunset like he had just completed a full day of work on the farm. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, I planted all the seeds for the corn. I had a full day of work, and then he sits down, puts a fucking straw in his mouth, and he fucking just. You know, smokes out of his peace pipe or something. Like his fucking old pipe. <laughs> he did like say his... to somebody, he's like, this This was a really... Like he says to Scarlet Witch, he's like, this was a really trying day for me. Like This is, this is a hard day. So it all yeah. took place in a day. <laughs> that was a long fucking day. Imagine, <laughs> imagine your bad day. Imagine this bad day of, for Tony Stark. You, you, you know, you were all happy. You were about to have a kid talking to... Talking to Pepper Potts about having a kid, and the next thing you know, everybody half half the universe is dead. That's a long day, and you're stuck on a planet. And you have no idea how to fuck to get back. <laughs> Which that's the other thing. I was like, "There's oxygen there." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that kind of bothered me, but I was like, "Whatever." <clears throat> <laughs> Anywho, yeah. So, well, shit. Just accolades. Just it was a lot of fun. It was scary. It was fun. It was funny. A lot of humor in it, but humor done. Not like Ragnarok. It was, play, you know, now I wish the Russo brothers would just direct every every Marvel uh, yeah. movie. <laughs> um, and then just, like, have guest people come in and help them out with other shit. But just, it was fucking phenomenal. Now I can't not wait till next year. So, but in the meantime, we get two other Marvel movies um, and a bunch of other movies. But anyway, we just want to remind you guys, the West Sacramento Intergalactic Expo is on May 6th from 10 to 5, I believe. Um, Our and, panel goes off one to two. Yep. Uh, still waiting on C. Andrew Nelson. And again, tomorrow you're going to get our exclusive interview with with uh, Heidi Black, Moneymaker. Yes. Black Widow herself, one half of Black Widow. Uh, we will definitely be asking her about that fight scene. Um, God, I wish I had seen the movie beforehand so I can pick apart more stuff for her to talk about in this movie. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah. I'm just going to be speechless. I saw that. I saw her two big big scenes again, and so yeah, I definitely. Uh, we got to talk about it. My first question is going to be: Tell me everything. <laughs> I want to know if she got to actually fight next to Deny. Um, if she would, they were actually on this, on the same set together. Because yeah, yeah, they were. It's just oh my god, just amazing, amazing, amazing. All right. Well, that was uh, episode one thirty two of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Back. Till next time, folks. Chew on that. Later. <laughs>